I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening in again this week. I just wanted to talk to you guys about um, just being consumed. I do also, side note, want to say, is this like not the busiest time of year it feels like? I mean, that's not true because Christmas and all that kind of stuff too, but oh my gosh. Um, My oldest son is graduating. My daughter's coming to visit from California. Um, We have like end of year Awana ceremonies and Memorial Day cookout, plus our anniversaries at the end of this month. And there's just a ton of things going on. Um, All really great things, right? Uh, Just kind of a whirlwind so you know if we're talking about being consumed I'm a little consumed by all the all the events and plans but but they're good um and in this aspect though for this episode I wanted to talk about being consumed in regards to what fills your mind what fills um how you spend your day um you know even with your money how you're spending your money the definition of consumed is to use up like a resource. And, you know, it's great when you're being consumed um, of the Lord, like that's where your thoughts are, that's where your heart is, you're very intentional in your day, you're wanting to um, just live for Him and read His Word and be in prayer and walk in the Spirit and just being, you know, consumed and devoted to Him. And that's just the best, obviously. Uh, But then on the flip side, is being consumed by the things of this world. And that's, again, not only in your actions and what you talk about, but in your thought life, what's in the heart comes out of the mouth. So you can already tell by what you say, um, what is in your heart. And you can't be thinking so much about how much you hate people (laughs) in life and expect that not to come out of your mouth or um, not affect the way that you live. So your thought life is really important. In my time uh, in the Bible a couple weeks ago, I read Proverbs 8, 35 through 36. It says, For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. And you just think about any time that we are given into our flesh, and we're giving our flesh what it wants, we just are thinking we're doing the best thing for ourselves. I'm giving myself what I want. And, but when you sit there and you think about it, it's like you're wronging your own soul. That's kind of deep. You know, if you really sit there and think about it, there's verses that talk about sinning against your own body. A lot of that's fornication and things like that. Um, but wronging your own soul, that's, you know, the essence of who you are and, It's really important to be walking with the Lord and to not sin against the Lord, not only because he's worthy of our praise and of our life, but because if not, we're wronging our own soul and we love death is what that verse says. And, you know, you think about all the different things of this world that you can be consumed of. So everything that's not of God, a lot of people are wrapped up and consumed in their anger. And that obviously is going to affect how you live and your relationships with people and how you view things. Um, You can be consumed with fear. Um, I think obviously it's great if you have a healthy fear of the Lord and you're like, hey, God, you are sovereign. I am not. You are all powerful and there's nobody else like you. And um, and I submit to you. I, you know, 
I recognize who you are and I have that healthy fear and reverence for you. I think that's great. But when you're consumed with fear of the world, you know, and of the kind of fear that comes from the enemy where it's almost crippling and it's hard for you to function in the day. I think there's a lot of people nowadays that are consumed with fear. And if you look at just the statistics of how many people are on um, anxiety medication, antidepressant medication, people are crippled by fear, whether it's just, you know, how they feel about interacting with other people, certain circumstances in their lives, a lot of unresolved um, issues and things that they feel like they can't control. Sometimes there's areas in their life that they need to submit to God and they're in sin about something else and they're not handling it the way the Bible says to. And so then they have this shame and then they have this anxiety and it's just kind of a cycle that goes hand in hand. Um, but you know, you can tell there's a lot of people that are consumed by fear. And so their, their days and their lives are lived in, in such a way, you know, with that perspective and with, uh, just, not being able to function in the abundance, you know, of the Lord and really have his peace and joy because they're consumed of something that is contrary to what the Bible says. And, you know, God is victorious and he wants to help us and deliver us in these things. But a lot of times we don't do it God's way and we're not quite willing to be driven to his word and prayer life and in counsel of others um, to get past all that kind of stuff because our head is just kind of swimming. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing when you're consumed with jealousy and you're consumed with lust. I mean, you think about like our world that is, you can think of a thousand different things that people are consumed of when it's not being consumed by the Lord. They're being consumed by all these other things. And it does leave you feeling just kind of crippled and maybe it started out as something that you fed your flesh and felt good about and it's what your flesh wanted because your flesh is contrary to the spirit and then after a while like you're living in this pit you dug yourself and you're like this sucks and I don't know how to get out and my head feels like it's underwater and I can't think straight and every time I try to think of like how to live um, the way God wants me to, like, I know the answers, but I can't get out of this. And I just feel like I'm drowning. You know, I think that is more normal than maybe we want to admit. Um, of course you have people who don't know Jesus as their savior yet. And so of course they don't have that lifeline yet and they need their spirit to be made alive in Christ and they need to be able to admit that they're a sinner and that Jesus paid that debt. They need to be able to recognize that he's there to not only forgive their sins, but he paid the cost of what their sins uh, caused them, which is death and hell. And, you know, he was buried for three days and resurrected and he's, he sits in the throne now and they need to be able to admit that. And when they do, their spirits made alive and they are able to have that victory in Jesus uh, because they have the power of God inside of them and his very words. Uh, but sometimes, you know, it's hard to admit that even when you have Jesus as your savior and your spirit is made alive, that you still fall into crap. And maybe, you know, it's a, what's that one song? It's a slow fade. I forget who it's by, uh, but just kind of like a gradual process. Maybe it's not like 
one day I'm walking all close to the Lord and the next day now I'm doing meth in the alley and you know I've severed all my relationships and all these things usually it's a bit by bit process and it's so important for us to recognize when we get in those negotiations with ourselves and the justifications like you know what I'm talking about <laughs> When you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm like, you know, I love the Lord and I'm reading my Bible and I'm going to church and I'm praying and I'm telling others about Jesus and I'm really pumped up for the Lord. And then maybe something comes along and you want to gratify your flesh. And then you're like, well, I mean, you know, technically the Bible doesn't explicitly talk bad about this, you know, or technically, you know, this is actually okay to do. I, I feel fine. I'm not convicted about it. Um, this is just a little thing. It's no big deal. Uh, no matter what that is, whether it's something that, you know, you're looking at, something that you're, you know, involved in in some way or another. And maybe it doesn't seem like such a big thing, but that your your spirit, your soul is convicted by the Holy Spirit and saying, no, this isn't for you. This is uh, not you being made in the image of Christ. This is you gratifying your flesh and it's you making excuses for it. But your flesh, man, your flesh wants what it wants and it wants to consume sin. It's just really important that we stay in the word every day and that we don't avoid the things that the Holy Spirit is confronting us about. Does that make sense? You know, if you're making excuses and you're justifying and the Holy Spirit's trying to talk to you about it and God is trying to bring to your attention and shine that light in your heart and saying, hey, that's that's sin. That's going to lead you down a destructive path that you don't avoid that or excuse it away because that's how you end up getting further down the road. That you take the time again to continue to read your Bible and to really go to God in prayer about it. That, I mean, look, when we talk to people about the Lord, there's so many people who are unwilling to talk about the Lord because they do not want to be confronted about their sin or they don't want to have to think about um, a different way of living because they want to keep doing what they're doing and they, they just don't want to deal with it. Like, no thanks. I am enjoying, you know, looking at pornography and I'm enjoying getting to sleep around and I really don't want to talk about God with you about right now because I like. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to deal with it. I want to keep doing what I want to do. And, you know, there's a thousand other reasons why. Uh, but it's important that in our own lives, when we examine ourselves, we're willing to go there. We're willing to sit down with God and really be real with Him, you know, about our struggles. If you're avoiding the Lord or avoiding talking to Him about specific issues, it's because you're convicted and it's because you don't want to deal with it and you don't want to change. Just like Adam and Eve and, and God, you know, when they did something wrong and God confronted them about it, even though he knew what was up, um, they wanted to avoid God and be like, what, what, what are you talking about? What's up? And then kind of play the blame game. And so if you find yourself doing that, you can see like, hey, I'm actually like, this is a red flag. Somebody should should sound the alarm because this is me stepping away from a right relationship with the Lord. This is me wanting to avoid the Lord because I want to choose my flesh over God. And I want to feed my flesh more than I want to feed my spirit. And we also know we can't do both of those at the same time. 
there's a verse, as you knew, from Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And obviously it's talking about like a money currency uh, with mammon, but that applies to anything. I mean, you, you just physically mentally emotionally cannot serve two masters especially when they're absolutely contrary to the other um, we're not talking about two bosses that work for the same company with the same goals we're talking about god and we're talking about satan we're talking about the flesh and we're talking about the spirit you cannot serve both at the same time they're going completely opposite directions and one is going to produce fruit and all the awesome things um in a right relationship with the lord and the other one is going to produce you know, death and destruction, and you're also not going to have a right relationship with the Lord, and He's worthy of our worship, and, you know, He's worthy to be glorified, but a lot of times we just think things aren't big deals, and little by little, and the next thing you know, we don't serve God anymore. We serve ourselves, and we serve Satan, and we dethrone the Lord, so I think, you know, in this episode, I really just want to challenge you and encourage you to examine your heart and to see if there's any way. And that that's like the prayer, right? Psalm 139, 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I think it's important to be willing to go there with God. We want to avoid praying because we want to justify everything and we don't want to confront what's really going on because we don't want to change it but if you really love God and you know he really loves you and you know is it too much to ask to go to him and say God I feel like what I'm doing isn't wrong (laughs) I feel like you know this is okay but uh, I want what you want if this is wrong And, you know, you probably know if it is. If this is wrong, Father, I just pray that you remove this from my life. I pray that you help me not be able to sleep at night. I pray that you just show me in in your word explicitly. Bring somebody in my life to confirm it. Help Help me to want to change. Help me to be willing to sacrifice whatever it is that you want me to give up. And, Father, I... I'm, I'm afraid that I am loving my flesh over you right now. And, and please help me to change that. Because, you know, truthfully, if you're saved and you have a right relationship with the Lord and you've experienced his goodness, as you sit in your sin right now, you can probably close your eyes and remember how good God is and how good your life is when you are walking right with the Lord and how shameful you probably feel right now. Um, and so it's important. I mean, Satan doesn't want you to do that. Your flesh definitely don't want you to do that to examine your heart because the Holy Spirit is good and powerful and God wants to be victorious in our life and God wants a close relationship with us. And so if we're willing to go to him and just be like, I'm struggling, I want to do this thing. I don't know that it's right. I don't want to give it up. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. And God will do that for you because he loves you. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to humble yourself and to say, like, I don't want my pride. I don't want to feed my flesh. I don't want all this stuff, even though I'm wanting it. (laughs) Like, I don't want it. I need your help. Um, And so that's just my encouragement to you guys. I'm going to read a couple verses about 
just kind of how a stronghold um lust and sin and all these things can have on us james chapter 1 verses 14 through 15 but when every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed then when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death i'm not like none of these are really good news for you if you're like going down this path you know so ex- examine your heart First John 2.16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Maybe you don't see any kind of, you know, destruction in your own life right now or whatever. Like, just look at the same struggles you have, like, in somebody else's life or just how the world is going. And then just ask yourself, like, how's that working out? <laughs> Does their life look, you know, full of abundant joy and peace and does it look like they have a right relationship with the Lord? It's hard to be objective about ourselves sometimes, especially when it seems like your flesh is so loud and your head swimming. But there's so many examples around us uh, that you don't really have to wonder, you know, is this really a bad thing for me? Like the word of God will tell you, you've got lots of examples and God is wanting to give you his wisdom and his strength and his power um, so that he can be victorious in your life. Galatians 5.16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So God, He's like wanting to give you the game plan. He's not trying to make you confused. He's not trying to hide. He's not trying to make you like figure this mystic thing out. Like, good luck on your journey. (laughs) It's like He's saying, hey, this is how you do it. And I want to help you. And so just make sure that you're in prayer to the Lord, you're in His Word, and that you're willing to repent and be humble about stuff. And you're willing to let him shine that flashlight that you're willing to open that door of your heart and, um, and let him in and, and not to be like Adam and Eve hiding in the garden and trying to cover their nakedness. Cause they're like, uh, I'm ashamed and I don't want to admit what I did wrong. And I don't really want to be confronted right now, <laughs> you know, be willing, uh, especially if in your mind you're just saying, well, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like it's okay. And you're justifying and stuff like then put, put it to the test, you know, go to God and see, go to his word and be willing to be held accountable. Go to, you know, a friend who's walking with the Lord and say, okay, this is the situation. (laughs) You know, this is what I'm struggling with. Can you confirm that God is okay with this? And, you know, usually if you got a good friend who, who reads the word, Uh, they will be able to help hold you accountable in that. Um, But if you find yourself wanting to avoid talking to people about it, then you already got your answer. All right, you guys. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. (laughs)